Welcome aboard, Captain. Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV The Voyage Home one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Soaker. Hey, Dave. Hello, Chris. Howdy, howdy. Hello. Hey. So we're here talking about Minute 84 of The Voyage Home. Uh, I was trying to think of something interesting about number 84, but nothing. Uh, (laughs) So uh, Minute 84 starts with McCoy asking an old woman, what's the matter? Uh, <laughs> and ends a minute later with two doctors, I think, cracking wise yes. in an elevator. Yes. Yeah, I say doctors, but I think they're also referenced as interns. Uh, so it's a little, a little unclear exactly what their what their role well, is. Now let's be clear: they may be interns, but they're not Star Trek Minute interns. Uh, that's true. Yes, they are. Uh, not even close to the high right. caliber of yes <laughs> interns that we recruit here. In pay, in stickers, and <laughs> other Star Trek minute swag. <laughs> uh, okay, so minute eighty-four. Here we go. Um, so McCoy, it start. Yeah, I guess it starts with uh, what did you call her? Moaning, moaning patient one. Mo- moaning patient one. Moaning patient one. Um, so, uh, he's got. Uh, he gives her the pill. Right. This is the scene. Yeah. yeah, so he says, you know, he says, what's the matter with you? And she chokes out kidney dialysis. And his reaction is like, dialysis? <laughs> My God, what is this, the Dark Ages? Classic. <laughs> and she gives him like, he gives him gives her like a little tic-tac. <laughs> tic-tac. Uh, I didn't even see what it was, but yeah. I know, he pulls out like some little plastic thing and just slaps it in her hand and it's some sort of little pill but uh, you know it just made me think of like a little container that has like a tic tac in it or something (laughs) Uh, I think you know for the longest time as I think it it took me till I was an adult I thought I thought kidney dialysis was a a, uh, was an illness but dialysis is a is a treatment for kidney disease (laughs) so I think she's just trying to she's just trying to spit out a couple of things like Something wrong with my kidney. I'm on dialysis. Yes, right. Yeah. So I wonder if I'm the only person who was medically misinformed because of Star Trek. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like how he just slaps the pill into her hand. Like like she's, like she's he's giving her a high five. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and this whole, you know, it's the little tap on the cheek as he walks away. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I like that. I'm like, is that McCoy? Swallow, swallow this and... Uh, you know, if you have any problems, just call me. I just thought that was, uh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, it is funny. It's just, uh, it, you know, when you think about like, oh, does McCoy do that? I, I like to see more of that, I guess, from McCoy. <laughs> that kind of uh, right. the sarcastic humor, I guess. Um, and I like, she, she just goes for it as, as he's walking away. You see her yeah, uh, she's down just, in the pill. <laughs> well, but, well I mean, would she not believe him? I mean, he's a doctor. He's got the scrubs on. He's got the little doctor bag. <laughs> Clearly, he must be a doctor. He must be a doctor. Uh, doctor? 
the the irony is, you know, he's a stranger in this hospital, but I guess he is a doctor. So it's not like right. he's like a, some kind of serial killer that's, you know, trying to off patients with poison cyanide right. capsules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, uh, I think what's fun about this is, you know, we know where it's going, but you know, it, the scene itself is just, it's fun. Like, oh, he's just, oh, he's helping her out. He's giving her, giving her a pill right, to, yeah. to, to help her out. Um, and you, you kind of think, well, that's it. I'm not going to see, we're not going to see this again. I, I, would, I didn't expect to see for her to show up later in a, in a, you know, upcoming minute. Uh, so that's pretty fun how, how it all plays out. It's a good setup. Yes. Oh yeah. The payoff is, is worth it. Yes. Yeah. So he goes, he, uh, oh yeah, he just continues off to go hunting. Um, and then we cut to Kirk and Jillian looking at random charts hanging on the wall. Yes, and which I which I find quite. First, he's interacting with paper, which I kind find kind of funny because, <laughs> yep. like they don't necessarily use paper in the twenty third century, and he knows how to use a three hole you know ring thing. Yes, I had that note too. Not so much the paper, but uh, yeah, those. I I gotta say, uh, you know, I sometimes still get challenged with three hole binders, and I've been using those since I was a kid. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got it down. Click, go. Um, it, it would be funny, though. Would you? It'd be worth seeing him, like, fumble with the paper and everything, right? Like A little bit. What uh, is I would this? have rather him see him rip it off. Oh, yeah, that would have been a little more in character for him, right? Just, whoosh, yeah. let's go. Um, well, I guess he's respecting the other... Are there other patients hanging on this chart? I don't even know what he's what he's actually got. Right. Just a, who knows? But it's going to tell him where Chekhov is, even though they're in this corridor, this hallway, this floor. Whatever piece of paper he found, it's going to tell him exactly where Chekhov is. Well, he does. I mean, he does tell him. Yeah, he says, uh, "I've got it. Let's go." He's being held in the security corridor, one flight up. His condition is critical, which we pretty much already knew. Right. That's a little bit, little bit of rehash. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like McCoy. Is McCoy looks like he's killing time, doesn't he? Yeah. He's like, hmm, let me just see if Chekhov's name is on this chart here on the wall. <laughs> he's like, he's like he's, is, he ran out of ideas. He's just waiting yeah, for Kirk is, to come back. What is, what is this here? This is some sort of 21st, you know, 20th century uh, board with names on it. Hmm. Some kind of uh, ink here. Mm. Uh, uh, I gotta give a shout out to the gentleman in the red leather jacket in the scene. Uh, very eighties. Feel like we haven't quite seen a a pop oh, of eighties yeah, in a little bit. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's brilliant. Yeah, red leather leather jacket. Nailed it. I'm reminded we're back in the eighties. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he's in the security corridor, one flight up. My question for you, David. Uh, yes in uh, any hospital you've ever been in, uh, are there security corridors? Is that a thing? It must be. I don't know. I've never been I... under security watch when I've gone to the hospital. So Yeah, are those like secret corridors? You know, you're not allowed to go down them or? I guess, yeah. I mean, they must have them, you know, where areas where they bring, you know, I don't want to say like, uh, you know, where they bring criminals or, you know, special, special patients. You know, like the president or, you know, or the governor or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. 
Uh, hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, you're right. Could be for that. That uh, I just always have the the, the vision of you know, you know, the cops standing outside the the room, right? Right. So yep. someone's in there, and they've got someone stationed outside the door. So not necessarily a corridor dedicated to that, but right. You yeah. know, a room with some security outside. So yeah, maybe maybe they you know they cordon one off. Well, I like your I like your theory though. That's that's pretty good. So it's the the special special hallway or set of rooms that yeah. are reserved for VIPs, as it were. Yeah, sure. Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. So they, uh, they immediately, <laughs> I like this <laughs> where they, they grab the guy pushing the gurney. Yes. And Curry's like, we'll take that. And he like shoves the guy out of the way. <laughs> he like, he like, yeah, he pushes him a little and then he kind of raises his hand and just walks away. Yeah. Like, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. The intern gives a little bit of a shrug, like, uh, okay, whatever. I don't get paid enough to worry about this. Uh, again, these people are in scrubs. They must be very important surgeons. Yes, I'll let them do doctors. whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. Doctors can just shove people around, apparently. Guess so. Um, so they cover Jillian up with, uh, with a whatever a blanket or something, or the yep, with a blanket, so she's now she's gone from being doctor to patient. Yeah, this is the one thing I love in movies. Uh, this happens uh, all the time. People are doing the fake out. Yep. Uh, I love when whether it's the bad guy who just walks into the building and you know immediately you know he shoots someone and then just takes his coat and puts it on and and he does it it's just all like done in one one smooth set of movements right and and it just keeps going doesn't look back does it with right. ultra confidence nobody you know maybe in the case of him shooting him but it's probably extreme but you know nobody questions the person who is you know obviously disguising themselves right but if you yeah. so so my 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 even you know as, as a kid and now even as an adult i still feel like well if you can if you can take an action like this, uh, disguise yourself or do something, you know, swipe something out of the, you know, out of the closet, uh, to, to do the fake out. If you can do it with confidence and you can do it without, you know, really making any eye contact, mm. you can get away with it. Sure. And that's, I mean, that's what they're doing here. You get, there's like, you know, the intern who shrugs and lets them take the gurney. Yeah. And then as they're coming around the corner, just finishing covering up Jillian, there's like another intern who kind of looks at them. But, you know, doesn't go to stop them like, hey, right, yeah. uh, that's odd behavior I'm seeing right there. You, who are you people? You know, no one questions it. It's just they're just doing it. Um, and I just I always I always get, a, I guess, a little thrill seeing that in a, in a movie or a TV show. Cause I'm like, man, they're, they're so cool. How do they get away with that stuff? I would never be able to pull that off. Yeah, I'd be like, well, they're going to figure out it's me. Yeah, don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Uh, or the first person who like looked at me strangely, I'd be like, I, I give up, I surrender, I'm I'm totally yeah. I'm totally trying to steal this. You got gurney. me. You got me. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is old hat for them. I mean, they've how many times have they been in disguise? Um, that's you know, true. That's through the various seasons and pretending to be someone else. So this is this is all old hat. Yeah, they've probably done this before, right? It's probably the exact same thing, right? Let's yeah. Hijack somebody, get break someone out of the hospital. Yep. Okay. So moving on to the the elevator scene, um, this, isn't it? This is a weird. So I think Kirk actually says, you know, hold the elevator; it's an emergency. 
right? So they wheeled yep. they they wheeled Jillian in between these two guys, doctors, uh, and they don't even like break their conversation, right? They no, they talk. don't. They, they just yeah, they just continue talking. Yeah, uh, and they don't really they they barely give her a second glance. Yep. Uh, so I just find that I just find this scene this is pretty funny. I mean, whatever they're talking about, they're talking about some uh, some patient in the hospital, presumably, right? He's like, oh, radical chemo. It says radical chemotherapy, or she's gonna croak. Um, and yeah, it sounds like they're talking about two other doctors, right? And in, in reference to a patient, yes. Uh, um. And I just, I like, I have fun watching Kirk and McCoy in this minute because they're like, they're like, they're eaves, uh, eavesdropping, but uh, I don't know if Kirk knows what they're talking about, but he, he looks a little out of his element in this minute. Mm. You know what it makes me think of? These two, these two doctors makes me think of is uh, A New Hope, Star, Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, where Obi-Wan is uh, sneaking onto the... Um, he's sneaking onto the, uh, the tractor beam thing and the yeah. two stormtroopers are sitting there and they're yeah. like, Hey, yeah, have you heard about the T 100 or whatever he, I've, whatever he says. Yeah. Um, and they just sort of have this conversation and you know, what's that? You know, it, it's like the same sort of thing, like two doctors, you know, don't break stride and come yeah. in in disguise and they're just sort of having a conversation about whatever. And I just think it's, yeah, it, it's a similar type of situation. I like that. I like that. Uh, was it? Isn't it? I heard it's something to see. Is that what he says? Is that what the stormtrooper says? Oh, God, shame on me. Now I'm a bad yeah, Star no, Wars I, guy. Should um, have all that dialogue yeah. memorized. Um, so they're talking about some, uh, yeah, some patient. You know, Weintraub said radical chemotherapy. Or she's going to croak just like that. And uh, well, what about Godly? Well, he talked about image therapy, or otherwise he'd cut it out. So obviously, they're talking. I'm assuming someone who has cancer. Uh, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, yeah, these two are just like they're laughing about it, right? They're right, kind of yeah. they think it's I like mean, funny. So I would hope that doctors aren't like that, like talking about people's. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're making fun of the doctors, not necessarily the, the patient who right. Yeah, yeah. has cancer. Uh, I mean, I would hope that that's what they're you know laughing about. Right. Though the old uh, those uh, wine was it wine trub and Gottlieb are those Gottlieb, the two doctors? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, speaking of these two uh, doctors, interns, again, depending on what source you're looking at, uh, the blonde uh, gentleman is played by Tom Mustin, um, and uh, not a ton of stuff to his resume, uh, or at least of interest to me. Mm. Uh, the only one I found that was uh, kind of interesting is he played a juggler on an episode of L.A. Law. Oh, well. So great uh, sure yeah not, not not a ton of stuff uh, other than he's uh he's also um has been and i believe still is a television a news anchor um so that's his uh current claim to fame uh the other yeah gen- the only thing i could think of when uh, when i saw them, them and i mentioned to you offline too was uh was the fact that um they remind me of hollow notes <laughs> just the way just the blonde hair you know tall guy short guy I think that's yeah. He's just missing the mustache. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the other vibe I get from them. Uh, tell me if I'm crazy. Is uh, bosom buzzy, bosom buddies, bosom buddies? Yeah, mm, maybe. Uh, it's like you know, they could see them pretending to be doctors, right? Mm. 
which would be funny, right? They're pretending to be doctors. We get yeah. some other people in the elevator pretending to be doctors. It's a whole thing. It could be a little, it could come right out of a sitcom. Um, so uh, Oates, is it Oates, the guy with the mustache? Yeah, yeah Oates is played by uh, Greg Karras, Karras. Um, and uh, really not much uh, to his, uh, on his resume at all. Um, I think uh, Star Trek Four is really his biggest claim to fame. So mm. uh, I thought I thought I'd recognize Tom Mustin, the blonde from something else, but uh, I got nothing. So that's why I'm saying uh, booze and buddies. Anyway. All right, then. All right, then. Sure. Uh, and I think that's it, buddy. I got nothing I else. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, maybe I should have dug in a little bit more to find out more about doctors Weintraub and Gottlieb. Yeah, I <laughs> but don't. that's that's pretty uh, pretty deep references to uh, yeah. yeah. They don't. I don't think they appear anywhere. Uh, although maybe they show up in a later minute. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Anywho, okay. So anything else, good sir? I have nothing. Okay, it's Friday, so uh, it is Patreon day. Uh, so, hey, hey. Uh, so we started a, a Patreon this season. Um, you've probably heard us mention it before. We're going to keep mentioning it <laughs> <laughs> and, in hopes that you too will become a sponsor of the show. Uh, you can find out more information by going to StarTrekMinute.com and clicking on the Become a Patron link. Uh, when you become a patron, uh, we've got a couple different levels you can support the show at. And uh, uh, at those different levels, we've got some uh, fun little swag and gifts and prizes and whatnot that uh, we give back. And uh, one of them is uh, we want to thank all our patrons on our Friday episode. So uh, here we go. So we would like to thank, uh, think, we would like to thank, uh, first up is Andrew. Andrew, thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Captain America. Hey, Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Uh, our good friend Conrad. Hey. Thanks, Conrad. Uh, Giraffe Bear, the find, uh, the, our fine friends at Giraffe Bear and their yes. uh, really cool uh, fine wool painting art. Yes. Uh, if it sounds uh, odd to you, you should go check it out. Uh, cool oh, yeah. yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, uh, looks like a, uh, uh, a uh, they've changed their name. Uh, their new name is I Wish IGM at a Million Seasons Hot Dog. So it's a little, <laughs> I guess there's going to be a little cross promotion for our pals yeah. at the Indiana Jones Minute, who are, uh, I think it, I think they've, uh, they've caved and they're now covering, uh, was K- it King, Kingdom? Uh, King, yeah, the last <laughs> one, yes. Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you must be a patron for, for both shows. So, uh, uh, thank you, sir. Um, also want to thank Kevin. Hey, Kevin, thanks. Thank you, sir. Uh, Khan, Noonie, and Shane. Yes. Uh, that name. Yeah, uh, Quark's Q-tips. Uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess it makes it laugh yeah. every time. I uh, want to thank Sagacious Crumb. Hey, Sagacious Crumb. And uh, and I feel, okay, this next one, next one I got to <clears> thank uh, is Spooky Halloween Name. And uh, have you, uh, speaking of, have you yes. followed that? You know, it's the Halloween season right now. Right. Um, have you? Do you change your Twitter handle to have? I, like do, I don't. David, you know Stoker. Well, you you've got a great one. You could be, you know, David Brom Stoker, yeah. just Dracula or something like that. Yeah, I don't. No. Okay. I don't either because I I think I actually thought about it a little bit. Like, oh, what can I make that's? But I'd have to totally, you know, 
my handle is CM LaSalle. It's just, right. you know, it's kind of dry. Uh, I'd have to totally revamp it. Um, so, well, if anybody has a creative Halloween name <laughs> for my Instagram right, yeah. handle, you can just let me know. That'd be great. Uh, and last but not, so, sorry, last but not least, we need to thank uh, Timmy Bricks. Hey, Timmy Bricks, our Lego friend. Our favorite Lego friend. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, helps keep the lights on here at Star Trek Minute. Um, hope you're enjoying your swag. Um, and, uh, yeah, so thanks to all. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll stop here. We'll uh, head out for the weekend and be back again on Monday talking about Minute 85. Uh, 85, yeah. yeah. 85 of the Voyage Home uh, here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.